Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When pursuing your goals and dreams and things don't go as planned, do you slow down? Do you lose motivation? Do you find yourself stuck there longer than you want, overthinking, over-evaluating things? This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. More technical problems. We live in the 21st century. Under. The only reason I know this is because I lived under tyranny. I lived under tyranny. Oh, shut the fuck up. You're a fucking dollar. Your host, Michael Garner. Proper fashion at the proper time. Like a hell cop. But uh, but yeah, guys, we're gonna we're gonna be getting into a, a really good episode today. We have uh, Valerie Maxim uh, from her um, her organization, her uh, her base, uh, however you want to call it, uh, through Maximizing Life. Um, got to check out a little bit of her profile through uh, through Matchmaker FM. Uh, she's affiliated with a lot of different types of outlets. So, guys, if you're if you're I, I strongly suggest you check her out um, after this episode. She she's a tremendous uh, individual. I've gotten to check out some of her video podcasting that she was on on other shows, uh, audio. You're all over the place, Valerie. Uh, first and foremost, welcome to Savage Unfiltered. Uh, I'm the host, Michael, and this is uh, Joseph joining me from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Oh wow! Well, thank you for having me in Detroit. I was born in Detroit, so we like Michigan. Oh, cool! Yeah. That's great. And yeah, I'm on Matchmaker FM uh, also, which for people who don't know what that is, we're not talking about a dating app. (laughs) (laughs) It it is for those who do podcasts and appear on podcasts to co-mingle with one each other to, you know, find each other and coordinate podcasts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's not a dating site, guys. I keep on getting the same thing through like emails and stuff. You know, when I say, you know, reach out to me on Matchmaker FM because I'm <laughs> on Matchmaker FM. They're like, what? We don't want to date you. We want to. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the label's a little. The label's a little off. It's a little misleading. I think they should rename the uh, the platform. I think that's my. Yeah, well, it's Matchmaker FM. So. You know, when you use the whole thing, it makes sense. Oh, FM, yeah, radio. But yeah, 
uh, people seem to think it's a hookup site, but no, it's not. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to talk, Joseph. We're going to be talking to our guest here about fitness. Um, I know she uh, has a tremendous story behind it, and I love for her to uh, share it with the audience here um, about her bodybuilding. And uh, she's got another story, too, that I'm sure she would love to share. Uh, let's start off with the bodybuilding, Valerie. How did you get into bodybuilding? Okay, Um well, I, I was always interested in the bodybuilding back when I was a teen because um, I was a gymnast and it was always intriguing to me, but I got, I got married at 19, was pregnant at 18. So that kind of went out the door. And when I divorced for the second time at 45 years old, um, I was at a very, very broken place in life, like so broken. I couldn't even answer the questionnaire to my life coach. And she wanted to know what my hobbies were. And I really didn't even understand what that meant. I'm like, I've heard the word hobby, but like, you mean like, do I sew? Do I knit? Like, what do you mean? My hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, she's really um, asked me to really try to find some hobbies because she said, if you have a hobby, that's going to help with, a, you know, your outlet, that's going to give you a place that you can go to. That's kind of your happy place, something that you do for you. And I, I tried running and that just wasn't it. I actually ran the Houston marathon, the full 26 miles. And I was like, okay, that's a one and done. We're going to mark that off. And I tried to <laughs> tennis was not for me either. For whatever reason, more balls went over the fence than to the next person. I was, <laughs> well, did not want to play with me. So I'm like, okay. Um, and then a friend of mine, I had, was having coffee with her and she was telling me about this thing she was going to do. And she's going to be in a, bikini and she's going to be on stage and she's going to be posing. Now, mind you, we're like 45 years old at this age. So I'm, I've had four kids later. So I'm like listening and I'm like, you mean like a bodybuilding competition? And she's like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And I, I didn't even know they had bodybuilding competitions for that age. I'm, I was thinking, you know, that's for the young people. And um, yeah, looking at your age, Valerie, and I mean, you know, with all due respect, I mean, you're no, you're no spring chicken. I mean, you're still doing it. You know, in your early fifties, and I mean, you have a, a tremendous physique. You know, I, I, I mean, that's 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 great. I mean, I wish other people, other elderly people, not not yourself, but people like in their sixties and seventies, would carry the same demeanor. You know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, I was I was joking with Michael when he said you were coming on. I turned sixty last year, so I'm getting up there. I'm pretty lazy. So I'm way, way, way out of shape. So I was joking. Good. I can ask her to help rebuild my body. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really important. I think I, I, I do think for me, you know, just when we get our entire maximizing life means like maximizing every area of your life. And when you can really tap into that, I don't know, to me, age is just a number. Like I feel 25. I, I don't feel any older than I did when I was 25, other than I have a birthday coming up and I'm turning 52. So it's like, oh, okay, I guess we are. Yeah. I want to check it out some of your pictures, Valerie. And you look like you're in your 30s. I, I mean, I'm quite honest with you. I mean, you, I, when, when I looked at the age, I'm like, no, there's no there's no freaking way that she's in her early 50s. Wow. I you mean, know, um, I, I pulled some photos out whenever I was in between two marriages that were very toxic. And I'm not even kidding you. I look 20 years older than I look today, 30 years older. And that was when I was in my 30s. And so I know stress, what it can do to a body. And so that's why my whole message with, you know, people like, you need to make this a movement, maximizing life, you know, taking every area to that next level, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, relationships, all of them. Because when you can really invest in yourself and get to that level of operating, 
I don't know. I think because the stress is down, you just don't age as fast. So, so what's the secret, Valerie, if, if you'd like to share? What's the secret of not aging? You know, because not only yourself, but I've spoken to other people in their 50s and 60s and 70s. I'm in my 40s, okay, just to kind of give the audience my age out there. But uh, what's the secret, you know, to staying young and not aging? Is it is it the fitness? Is it, you know, staying active? Is that the secret? Or is it is there obviously there's creams maybe or what's the secret? <laughs> I, I, need to, I need to get some creams. I don't have any, but I, I, I honestly think it first, it's a mindset. You know, I have friends that are in their 40s and 30s, even they're always saying, I'm so old, like my body's broken down. I can't, you know, and they're like 20 years younger than me. And, and, and they just constantly speak it. And then, then you look at their life and they are falling apart and, you know, they have this ailment and that ailment and they don't want to get up and they put extra weight on and they're tired and they sleep and, you know, and, and it ages you. And I, I do think that it's a mindset. Um, I do think that, you know, need to shift that to, you know, I got, I get to, I get to celebrate my 52nd birthday. I mean, we just went through the whole pandemic. How many people didn't get to say that, you know, you have his perspective. It's like showing up and, and, you know, staying in the positive side of life and, keeping that positive energy and keeping that stress down because the cortisol and all that rises when your stress goes up is, is nothing more than, um, I mean, it's going to age you fast and it's going to, you know, cause all kinds of sicknesses and stuff that we, that are not necessary. Yeah. I agree with you, Valerie. If you keep speaking it, you live it. You're, if you talk yourself down, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't mean you have to then declare, okay, I'm going to become a bodybuilder tomorrow. But at least speak promising and hope better and engage in some positive things. Like you said, I mean, hobbies to avoid stress and cut down on the stress. I, I know we all have very busy lives, but you've got to engage in some things. And like in, uh, I talk often in interjecting humor in these shows, because mm -hmm. no matter how serious things are, you've got to try to maintain a sense of humor because indeed mm -hmm. laughter is indeed a good medicine. Yes. I absolutely agree with that. When your family is growing in ways you never expected, so you'd like to be outside the city. agents who are realtors are here for it. Here for the journey. Here with local knowledge beyond the listing. Here for it all, because that's who we are. Laughter is, um, that's medicine to the soul. You know, this last weekend was a very, you know, when we don't, we, we do have to listen to our bodies and take the time out. So this is another thing that I do. I do listen to my body and I do take the time out and I do understand that life is hard and tough. And a lot of times things are thrown our way that we have no control over other than we have to deal with it on some level. And, um, this last week, I just had three major things come at me and, you know, things that were out of my control, but yet they were weighing me down. And I realized by Sunday, I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay. 
I need to fill my cup up. I need to do something to just like set all this aside and I need to get outside. I need to go for a walk. I need to just um, concentrate on my breathing. You know, those things like yeah. just do something that makes me happy. For me, I like cauliflower pizza. I know that's probably silly, but I like it. So I went and ordered one. <laughs> and just, oh, the, the carbs, Valerie, you got to watch the carbs though, right? <laughs> right right now, when we're, we're, you know, it's it's all in moderation, right? You know, you still have to live, but there are, there are moments you do have to take time out for yourself and listen, you know, you cannot just go, 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 and, and not expect to break down at some point. So instead of having the breakdowns in life, I, I try to really listen to my body and say, okay, we need to take a time out and do whatever it is that makes me happy. I was going to go to Galveston for the day, but that didn't work out because my battery went out in my car, but um, you know, just get out and do things that, you know, you can do yeah. that, put a smile on your face that, you know, are, that make that are your happy place. Yeah. Call it, call it, call it, yeah. One second, Joseph. I, yeah. I was going to ask Valerie one second here. Um, uh, hearing your story, Valerie, uh, have you always, you know, been into bodybuilding? You know, obviously, you know, it, uh, I'm, I'm trying to follow the story as much as I can, but uh, did this start at a young age or did it, did it pick up somewhere in like in your thirties or forties? Where, where does it all this start out? Okay. So when we were talking about my story back there, so, um, it did not start until, like I said, I had my life coach and she's asking me what my hobby was and I was trying to figure out a hobby. So at um, the very first time I competed, I was 46 years old and um, and I have never I've never done it before. So that was all brand new for me And bodybuilding in my competitions became my therapy. So I've taken the last eight years. You can imagine I, I was married at 19 and divorced at almost 45. So I never had the time to be at home. I never had the time to learn me. I never had any of that time. Right. So now all of a sudden at 45, you're like, there's a lot of stuff I need to fix that's broken. And so, yeah, so, well, it sounds like you hit some rocks and bottoms along right. the way. And, you, you know, you kind of <laughs> and so bodybuilding became my therapy without me realizing it because you push so hard in a, in a show to get your body to look like that. A 12 week period, you're just going, going hard and it would spill into other areas of my life, like my confidence, you know, confidence, they say it's a muscle, you know, you have to use it, you have to develop it. Yep. And, and it developed my confidence when I divorced, I had zero confidence. And so when I did my first show, um, just even getting on that stage, you had like 500 people look at you, I have no idea what I'm doing, I'm turning the wrong way. It was like, Oh, wow. So these are big shows then. I mean, 500 people, that's a lot of people in attendance. Yeah, because it was a big show that I did back in, I want to say it was 2017. It was the Ronnie Coleman. And at that time, they had other events going on. So you had the bodybuilding on stage and you had the powerlifters over here. You had, you know, so it was a big, huge room. Like there's, there might've been more people in there than that, but I'm guessing it was around that number. And, and yeah, so like the first time I went on stage, um, I, I drove to Dallas myself from Texas right after, I mean, from Houston, right after a divorce. That's a big deal. Cause in, in that divorce, I came out of having panic attacks every day and all that goes with that. So to get in a car and drive myself three and a half hours to a show with no coach, cause I didn't have the finances. I was my own coach. Um, oh, I did have an online coach that wrote my meal plan for me. Um, didn't have a posing coach there. I went on stage. Literally. I was like, what am I doing? Oh my gosh. Like I wanted to cry because I get on stage and, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I turned the wrong direction. We came on stage from the other side. I thought I had practice from the, uh, the opposite side. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. I'm, I'm sure everybody was laughing at me because I didn't have any clue what I was doing, but I, I had to go on stage two more times. I was in three categories. I was like, I just, yeah. 
it's a experience. You know what I mean? It's a learning experience. Joseph, you got anything to add, yeah, buddy? Yeah, I wanted to go back uh, to something you were saying about the cauliflower pizza <laughs> because it was almost a throw-away line there, and I'd like to repeat it. Everything in moderation, you said, right? Yes. Everything in moderation matters, whether it be what you eat, uh, how you think, how you act, the things you do in life. And uh, I'm okay with the cauliflower pizza just as long as you're not a pineapple eater, you know, pineapple pizza eater. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't put pineapple on my pizza. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I. You know, to be honest with you, Valerie, I'm more of like a, a regular cheese kind of guy or like a pepperoni or sausage type of guy. Yeah, that's I'm what not into extra crazy toppings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nowadays you can get virtually anything on a pizza. It's, I mean, uh, there's like barbecue chicken pizza. I'm, I'm maybe a little tempted to try it, but I haven't yet. But yeah, I mean, you can... What's next? A, a chocolate pizza? Hershey topping? Hershey, ki Hershey kisses pizza. That'll be oh, next, right? I mean, uh, they're 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 uh, they're banning uh, Hershey's. I don't know if anybody's seen that, yeah, but uh, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, boycotting Hershey for uh, Easter due to wokeism stuff again. But yeah, yeah we don't want to get on the politics again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we 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 tackle it all, Valerie. I mean, you know, yeah. people. Are are you a political podcast? Are you a culture and society podcast? I was like, no, we do it all here. You got a story? Come on the show and share it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So so what's next for uh for Valerie uh, Maxim here? Uh are, I, I know you have your uh your fitness and you know uh everything going on with that. Um where's that going? Um I, I have been checking out a little bit of that, you know, with the maximizing life. Yeah. Um do you want to bring that to the next level up to the next, you know, totem pole on the ladder, so to speak, or. Yes. Yeah. So when I divorced at 45, you have to remember I was a stay at home mom my entire life, which I loved being. So when you're 45 years old and you don't have a college degree and you're like going to have to figure your life out, you got to figure things out fast. Right. So it's been a process. It's been a journey. That's why I became a, a personal trainer, which I love. I have my own business, but my heart and my soul and my passion has always been to uplift, encourage, empower others when there's that gap between them believing where they can go and where, I, where they know they can go. So that's kind of what maximizing life has become. I wrote my book and I'm doing life coaching and I just wrote a life coaching program called Who Am I? And it's a six week long program and it really dives into um, helping a person really understand who they are on all different levels from everything from personality type to core values, to love language, to strengths and weaknesses and what's holding you back and what's your limiting beliefs. We really dive into all of this because you're your longest relationship. So you should invest in you to really become the greatest version of yourself um, because yeah. then, then you're attracting, you're being authentic, you're attracting, you know, I have a saying I say all the time, unleash your inner superhero and that means unleash that authentic self that was you when you were eight, 10, 12 years old, and now we're adults. Well, how did we lose that? Like unleash that and, and get yourself out of your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So um, my program is who am I? It's to help. It's a six week program. And that is my passion. And my ultimate thing is to be speaking places and sharing and doing a Ted talk one day. 
Oh, that's important because we're talking not only bodybuilding, but mind building. You know, you have to be comfortable. You don't have to accept everything about yourself or be comfortable with everything about yourself. We always hopefully strive to be better, but, you know, we, we fall short. Not, nobody's perfect, right? But right. You, you can't look to someone else. Someone else might help you feel better about yourself for a while, but if you're not comfortable, at least to some degree in your own skin, that's not going to last long or, or permanently. You, you've got to like yourself or love yourself before you can really truly love someone else also. Yeah, I agree with you, Joseph. We're seeing a lot of that today, especially in our society uh, with, you know, especially children today, the next generation of youth uh, going through, you know, drastic changes. And, you know, we're seeing the whole, you know, I hate to bring it up, but the LGBTQ and, you know, that, that intertwining with children, I, I think it's, I think it's messing with their, their mentality, their, 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 yeah. their brain, and everything else. So it is difficult, you know, especially in this generation compared to my generation, like you know, the, like the, the show we did with LaVon DuPont, the trans woman put that in, yeah. in uh, quotation marks because some people will get upset if you don't do that, but there's a difference. And yeah, I yeah, have yeah. no problem with that. I have no problem with any of that as you do it. As an adult in your own life, it's a whole other thing when you're trying to recruit people into a lifestyle, recruit children, and muddy the water and complicate issues of sex that don't need to be peddled on children in grade yeah. school or junior high school. Well, Joseph, since we're on this topic of transgender, I want to get back into the fitness uh, uh environment because uh, i'm sure valerie could speak on this to an extent uh, valerie um what is your uh perspective and your views on you know transgenders now competing Sports. in you know <laughs> bodybuilding type of uh, competitions because we're seeing that right now all over the country you know um yeah we are seeing that i haven't seen it in any shows that i'm doing it, that i'm that i'm in and i have i can see that on both sides here so i don't think for women to a, a male body like can beat us all day long without even trying hands down. There is yep. no way possible for a female to win. Um, yeah. So I, I do my shows because this sport is a very, this sport is there's no like black and white. Really. It's no, it's not like if you do this, this, and this, you have first place. It's very, what, what the judges are seeing, like maybe they're like, well, I like her suit color or I like her back better than uh, her back. Like you don't really know like who gets first, second or third, right? It's so like gymnastics and figure skating, there's some subjectivity and artisticness involved. Yeah. It's not a pure uh, X number of basketball hoops wins the game. Exactly. So going into this sport, I already know that it's me versus me in this sport. So it's me versus my last photos, my last show. So I really keep that mindset in competing. I would still mm -hmm. compete if I was going against someone, you know, that was transgender. I would still compete because I'm doing it for me because I'm doing it to get better than I was last time. But I don't, if you're going to ask me, do I think it's fair? I don't think it's fair because they're going to win every time. Uh, I yeah, would well, say level. Yeah. And the reason why I brought that up is because going back in the, the late nineties, if anybody can remember this, 
uh, with that pro wrestler. Uh, she's no longer uh, here with us anymore. Uh, she went by the stage name of China. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, you know, when they seen seen her, they they placed that discrimination on her, saying, "Oh, well, that's a man right there." And what is she doing competing in female sports? Because she had that huge physique and she looked very mannish. I'm, I'm going to be quite honest mm -hmm. with you. Look very mannish, but that's the discrimination of what I'm, you know, kind of going at. But you know, obviously, she wasn't a man. You know, we right. found out later on that she was actually a woman, but she just had that men features. You know, yeah. And I wanted to add too, not every time, but of course, a majority of the time, yeah, a male definitely has the advantage. Because I was going to say, like a Ronda Rousey would kick my ass any and every day of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the same thing, you know, like we're seeing a lot of, you know, like a lot of these female, you know, MMMs, MMAA, MMA, there we go. Get it together, Mike. Yeah, the MMA <laughs> stars, you know, squaring it up. And I mean, to be honest with you, Joseph, I, I agree with you, buddy. I would not get in, get in any cage in UFC <laughs> Ronda Rousey or anyone, you know, including that, you know, because they're they're tough, they're tough chicks, but yeah. they're also beautiful chicks too. Ronda Rousey's gorgeous, you know, just like our guest here, Valerie. I mean, she's she's a, a very beautiful woman, but you have a great physique, you know, and everything else. So you have to look at that. Yeah, you really but, do. But like the uh, I forget what's that Leah Leah or Leah Thompson or Thomas in the swimming. I mean, he was a hundredth ranking in male swimming. And then, of course, when he decided to pretend to be a she, all of a sudden yeah. she's breaking women's female swimming records. Give me a break. That's a man yeah. competing against women. And has you know, no they, they actually brought that up, uh, Joseph, uh, with, uh, you know, the great uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger about bodybuilding and everything else. And Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger, I'm very surprised to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's a pioneer in bodybuilding, you know, coming yeah. from uh, Australia or Austria. I think it's Austria. Austria. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And uh, they, they asked them, they're like, you know, what's your views on, you know, transgender, you know, uh, competing in the opposite sex uh, with bodybuilding and other, you know, combat sports and other stuff like that. And he was like, I don't see a problem with that. And this came from um, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, you know? he's, he's a product of Hollywood now. I mean, so. <laughs> Speaking of Arnold, have you, uh, can you say, Valerie, have you, have you competed for any of his uh, competitions before? I know he does the Arnold Strongman still. Yeah, he does the Arnold. Um, I have not. He does the, um, the Arnold that's kind of, it's a very high up there um, level competing. I have not done that. Oh, is that on your bucket list or you just choose not to do You have to be invited and it's the top of the top that are in the pros. And I'm at a place right now where I'm looking at doing a different organization just because I don't want to personally get as big as you have to get in figure to compete in the pros in, the, in ah, that organization. Yeah. And so it's kind of a give. I'm too, I'm too, have too much muscle to do bikini and that's where I started and I really liked it. So I went to figure and I've been doing figure and I do well at it. I've nationally qualified. I've done well, but not like if I wanted to get my pro card and then that's when you can go to the Arnold and those things and compete, I would have to put on so much more yeah. muscle and mass. And, you know, at my age, it's like, I just really don't want to do that. I'm I, this, 
that was my therapy. So there's another organization I'm thinking of competing in, in October. And it's more, you're still in a suit, but there's theme wear and it's just, I don't have to be so, you know, muscular. This April, WrestleMania. I feel the need, the need for speed. Goes Hollywood. I'm flying, Tiz. Funny how, like a clown, I amuse you. And there's no going back. Let's get the face paint. It's exfoliating. What's with the voice? Savaged, unfiltered. Valerie, I mean, there are competitors there that that have that that you know that I don't want to say large physique, but like a physique that you would see normally on a woman that's into bodybuilding. You know, there are stars out there that that uh, uh, big stars. You know, like in, you know whether it's you know uh, combat sports as UFC or you know the WWE or or any sport like that that actually you know pose in bikinis. So that's a entirely different type of category. But you would be very surprised. People people are into that and. Also, like we talked about mental health, you have to do what is within your boundaries, what mm -hmm. you feel comfortable with. And this isn't like 30 years ago, three decades ago. You can go for just what niche you are comfortable with. And there are so many sports channels with sports programming that these competitions are on that you still have access to and prize money uh, 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 are within, in, within your reach to still oh, yeah. do well within yes. your, your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah, Joseph, they have uh, they have a lot of competitions here, you know, for folks that listen to the show here and follow me on social media. Um, I live in Florida, Valerie, and I can tell you all over Florida, uh, especially here in Orlando. Uh, there's some competitions in Tampa, uh, very strong in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. Yes. They're all over the state. I competed yeah. in Orlando before. Yeah. Yes. That you compete near the um, there's a big uh, competition. uh, uh kind of thing that they put up at event uh, near Universal Studios. Is that yes. where you competed yes. at or? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that was it. Good. I'm yeah. glad you'd be part of Universal rather than the Mickey Mouse whatever. <laughs> you had to throw the Mickey in there, didn't you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Valerie, as we close it up here, do you want to add anything to the show uh, for some of my listeners that listen on iHeart and Spotify and uh, we're pretty much all over the place on digital audio and, you know, uh, obviously Rumble, you know, where we make little snippets sometimes of, of, the, of the show to, to plug into Rumble and uh, True Social and uh, Retalk. Um, I guess the only thing we didn't we didn't really talk on is um, I did write a book. I self-published it. It went on Amazon in October of 2022. And so that was a big that was a big um, moment for me because in high school, I could barely pass reading and writing just because I had such ADD and other learning things. So it was a huge <laughs> um, accomplishment that I actually, and I, I literally, I didn't have a ghostwriter or anything. I literally, every word I wrote, yep. I, I did the editing myself because I 
anyway, you you pretty much winged it then. You're 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 basically what they call in the uh, in the writing industry an independent writer. I learned That's a all. lot because I hired a company and I gave them eight thousand dollars to help me with my. You know, they kind of supposed to help you from start to finish and yep. all the ins and outs. And it, it ended up being a company that was in a different country and I lost my money and oh, everything. Oh, no. Um, yeah, that's I, one I, of know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I had a huge yeah. either, <laughs> I either had to quit or I had to just figure it out myself. So I kept going and I got it done. And and I was very, very proud moment that I finished that. I have a second book I'm writing now. It's much easier, but my book is called Maximizing Life. And in that book, the first four chapters are, are the steps that I took from when I was literally surviving everyday panic attacks, um, just in that survival mode to, to thriving to, you know, what the four steps I took to take me from. Yeah, the first book, I, I was checking it out. And I'm sorry, Valerie, I was trying to get as much as possible into the episode here with you, with the bodybuilding and, you know, your journey and your story and everything. But I have checked out some of uh, some of that book and it, and it covers a lot of in depth of, mm -hmm. you know, the of you. And I, that's awesome. Yeah. I checked out the, the first, uh, the first half on Amazon where they do that little sample feature. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, I wrote the book very basic. Every I've had so many people reach out to me and I just give them things to think on and there's little places in there for them to take notes, but everybody that's read it kind of has different takes on it. And that was the thing, cause we all have a different journey in the way that we're going to heal, but at least gives you some guidance and some things to think about. Absolutely. I mean, all three of us, I don't know if you realize, but all three of us here in this, in this episode, we're authors. I, you know, I've written my first book and coming out with my second in May, uh, Joseph has written a book. He's uh, just published his second book not too long ago. So, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I think, I think writing books really really explains the true background and the character of, of the individual. You know, you could see it a little bit through podcasting and, you know, through, you know, social media and stuff like that, whether it's video or whatever. But the, I think the book really explains the journey or the story. And I you, mean, that's just my You can opinion. help a lot of people with the mental and physical aspects. I, I take it you don't just deal in bodybuilding, but mm -hmm. the whole overall life enhancement in yes. your book, right? Exactly. Yes. And I, I wrote my book as a premise because to help women to be where I was at. But the funny thing is, I have more men that reach out to me and talk to me and open up to me than, than women. And I find that very interesting. And it's like, they're like, I've never told anybody these things. And I've never, they just feel like, because it's a safe place to talk, right? When you're, you're in a life coaching, but I find it interesting that there's so many men that are hungry for this message, but they don't know how to reach out or get help because it's not really cool to do that. Now, Valerie, you said you you feel that you're 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 you could reach out to men more than women, right? Uh, do you feel like like is it because maybe you you feel like you're part of the guys or something like that, or because? <laughs> I, you know, growing up, I've never been around men. And then I was in two marriages where I wasn't allowed to talk to men. So I didn't even start talking to men until I was 45 years old. But I learned a lot about the men I was with and the ins and outs and the do's and don'ts. And so I can relate to a lot of things. And, um, gotcha. and so that was one of my things when I divorced to get myself healthy to realize that it is healthy to be able to talk to men and women. And, um, and I don't know what it is, but when they just start opening up, I... I guess, cause I'm very non-judgmental. I just, there's nothing you can tell me that I haven't probably heard or whatever, because it's your journey, not mine. You know, we're, we're trying to get you from point A to, to where you're trying to go. You're damn right. You're damn right. And, uh, 
Yeah, we're going to close it out here with you, Valerie. I, I really uh, thank you for coming on to Savage Unfiltered. Uh, it was amazing hearing your story. It was amazing hearing your your journey through life. Uh, I mean, you got into a lot of in-depth, uh, you know, personal journeys uh, on the show. Let's just leave it like that. And and you have uh, uh, a book out, you know, and, and you said you're writing your second book. So, I mean, that's great. I, do you see yourself writing more books or is it you're probably are, are you taking time off right now or what, what's What's next for? I'm writing my second book now. I just I I see myself writing books and speaking places and in writing a life coaching program. So I just finished writing my first life coaching program. So I'm I'm just following it one day at a time. That's great. You got anything, Joseph? Before we uh, depart with yeah, uh, back yeah. Well, now the song, the Steve Winwood Valerie <laughs> calling me song that's going to be in my head all day. So. So, Mike, you need to dig up Steve Woodward Valerie song to close out the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put it in there somewhere around there. Yeah. But, uh, Valerie, thank you very much for being part of Savage Unfiltered. And uh, you have a good rest of your uh, afternoon, uh, evening, depending on your time zone. But, uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us today. All right. Thank you for having me. Take care, Alrighty. Valerie. God bless. God bless. Bye. All righty, Joseph. We're going to close it out, man. Um, uh, wow, that was a that was an awesome, awesome story of hearing from her. Uh, sounds like she got into a lot of in depth, uh, you know, personal journeys that she went through. I mean, she, I mean, she went through rock bottom in life from uh, at least what nineteen, I heard correctly, up to like about her early forties. And I think the successful uh, milestone hit right around her, her mid forties. And, and it seems like it's doing great for her. Yeah. And it's great to hear and why in part, I wrote how to write a book and get it published hints, tips and techniques follow up to my terror strikes coming soon to a city near you book is she went through a healing process for herself as well yeah. as then helping others. And there's well, a lot went, of other people. Yeah. A lot of other people who have books like that in them that I hope I can help them get to market through my book. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome stuff, guys. Well, uh, I, I, I want to thank you for tuning into today. Uh, hopefully uh, next week after I get back, uh, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving uh, tomorrow morning. I'm going up to Georgia. Uh, so uh, hopefully by next week, guys, uh, when I come back, uh, the restream, uh, excuse me, intergestion. I was drinking a soda as I was listening <laughs> to uh, uh, Valerie here. But yeah, hopefully next week, guys, uh, we'll be back to a regular uh, restream format. Uh, kind of sucks that we have to use the audio. But hey, I think we haven't used audio in probably about like four or five months now. So yeah. it's always good to, for a change. Well, maybe. they've got time to get it back on track since Mr. Vacation's on vacation again. Yeah, I gotta go. Well, I gotta go. I gotta visit the family, Joseph. The family is calling for me in uh northwest Georgia. I'm gonna be up in Cartersville, guys, which is like almost an hour and a half uh northwest of Atlanta. So yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a little chilly, I, I'm told, up there at, at night. So I got to get into my uh, my winter pants because uh, today was 100 freaking degrees here in central Florida. Yeah, yeah. Cry us a river. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys are possibly having snow and sleet uh, yes. in the next couple of 
course. <laughs> yes, we. I already have sleet going on right now. Yep. Poor, poor, poor sauce is uh is begging for his uh, internet connection to come back. But uh, <laughs> guys, remember, like I say to everybody, keep it savage, and uh, we'll see you next week. Take it easy.